Hi, and welcome to this episode of Modern Health with Dr. Jane. If you have been following me for a while, you know that I'm super passionate about health. More specifically, I want to help ambitious women feel empowered in their fertility journeys. And the way that I'm going to do that is by teaching you to get healthy and to understand what health really looks like and feels like. So when you decide that you are ready to have a family, there are no surprises. Because here's the thing, your fertility is directly related to your health. And so when I have someone coming to me and saying that they eat well, they sleep well, they exercise and etc., but they're now having fertility issues, it breaks my heart. Because it's not that they're not healthy per se, but that there is a spectrum of health. And their body's telling them that something is missing in order for them to get pregnant or sustain a healthy pregnancy. And that's a really hard lesson to learn when you are ready to have kids like yesterday. So this is why I have made it my mission to educate and empower women to get a proper health assessment before they even think about getting pregnant to figure out if their body is actually healthy. Because sometimes we have issues that are going on on a cellular level, but we don't have any symptoms yet. Or your symptom is that you can't seem to get pregnant or you can't seem to sustain a pregnancy. And sometimes you don't even know you have symptoms because you're so used to being that way. It's simply who you have come to be and you don't think it could be any different. And I'm here to tell you that you can be different. You can be happier and healthier, more fulfilled, more confident version of yourself, of yourself. And more importantly, you can feel more in control of your health. When you are in a state of overflowing energy and vibrance, your fertility potential is at its highest. Your ability to have healthy babies is also super high. Unfortunately, most women don't feel like they're overflowing with energy and vibrance that is cool and peaceful and calm. And that's where we can start having some issues. So this is the first episode of many that I will explore some of the symptoms that you may be experiencing, but have come to think of them as normal. In each episode, I'm going to talk to you about why the symptom isn't normal, it is common but not normal, and what it actually means, and more importantly, what you can do about it. So this first episode is on why you should deal with your constipation before getting pregnant. And I'm going to elaborate on that even further, why you should deal with your digestive symptoms before getting pregnant. So let's jump in. So why is it important to deal with constipation before you get pregnant? Here's the thing. It's not important just to deal with your constipation, but to actually fix your digestion. Whether you have IBS, loose stools, bloating, gas, or maybe your digestion is fine, and you poop daily, but you just feel tired or lethargic, brain foggy, skin issues. You just don't feel like yourself. Our gut is the epicenter of our health. Literally everything revolves around our gut. It is how we break down food and absorb our nutrients. It is how we get rid of toxins and cholesterol. When our digestion isn't working well, we can't have we can have a lot of different issues including skin issues energy and brain fog hormone imbalances autoimmune conditions and much more so let's talk about what constipation really is your conventional medical doctor will probably define constipation as fewer than 3 bowel movements in a week 
But did you know that constipation can also be defined as not feeling emptied or finished at the end of the bowel movement? Even if you have a bowel movement every day, it could also be needing to have multiple bowel movements in order to feel complete. So having two to three bowel movements in an hour. Lastly, if you have loose stools, so stools that are, that are informed is actually a sign of constipation. If you think about the shape of your colon, it has coils in it. It is not flat. So if the stool is not formed, it's loose. That means the coils of the colon aren't getting cleaned out. So things are just kind of moving through, but you're not actually cleaning the deep pockets of the colon, which is super important for colon health and preventing colon cancer. So now if you have this new definition of constipation, let's talk about the four main reasons why you should deal with it before pregnancy or before even thinking about having children. And the overarching theme here is that when your digestion isn't working well, we have to get down to the root cause of that problem. So the first thing we have to figure out is why. Why is your digestion not working the way that it should? Because when you start to look at the reasons why, it usually reveals deeper issues, which are then not only going to impact your fertility journey, but they're also going to impact how you're going to carry that pregnancy, how you're going to deliver, and more importantly, the health of your future child. So the number one reason that you need to deal with your constipation is if you are constipated, you want to rule out hypothyroidism. Constipation is one of the main symptoms of hypothyroidism. Hypothyroidism is when your thyroid is under-functioning and our thyroid gland is our metabolism gland. I think of it like a dial. It can either be turned up or turned down. So if it's turned up, you may feel very revved up. This is hyperthyroidism. You will probably feel anxious, have loose stools or even diarrhea. You might get some heart palpitations. You may feel on edge. You may actually lose a bunch of weight pretty quickly and generally just feel like your dial has been turned up. When your thyroid gland is dialed down, you will feel the opposite. You're going to feel tired, lethargic. You're probably going to gain weight really easily despite having a caloric deficit. You're going to be constipated and you're going to feel cold. Your thyroid gland is super important for not only your health and mental clarity and calm, smooth energy throughout the day, but your ability to get pregnant and more importantly, sustain that pregnancy and even more importantly, so have a healthy baby and have a smooth recovery postpartum. So you want to rule this out and really look at your thyroid before getting pregnant. Now, you don't want to just test your TSH levels. That's not enough. You need to look at your free T3 and free T4. You need to look and see if there's any antibodies. Do you have an autoimmune disorder? So many women have undetected autoimmune thyroid conditions that are preventing them from either being able to get pregnant or sustain the pregnancy. And the mainstream conventional medicine isn't talking about the importance of the thyroid gland function or even testing for autoimmunity. This is one of the main things I work with women what regulating and optimizing the function of their thyroid because it is so important for our fertility, our ability to carry the pregnancy to term and to have a healthy child and to have a healthy postpartum. So recovering quickly after giving birth. Number two, 
if you're constipated, you're not efficient at getting rid of toxins and you're reabsorbing them back into your system. So if you have been following me for a while, you have heard me talk about toxins and maybe you don't think they impact you. And um, let me tell you why they do. We are at a point in our lives and in our world where we need to be consciously avoiding toxins. And if you want to live a healthy life, period. Because there are toxins of choice like alcohol, drugs, and smoking, and you know, processed food that we know aren't good for us and that we make those choices consciously. But most of us don't know that there are over 85,000 chemicals and toxins that are in, in our environment that we know very little about. And they're literally all around us and impacting our health in, in ways we don't even know yet. So if you're not pooping every day, you are accumulating toxins in your body. There are four ways we get rid of toxins through our bowels, our urine, our breath, and our skin when we sweat. So if you aren't pooping every day, you're not getting rid of toxins through your bowels daily. And that puts a strain on other detox organs like kidneys and lungs and skin. This is why in alternative medicine world, we know that skin issues are actually gut issues. So not only are you putting strain on our, on other detox organs, but whatever isn't getting out is recirculating in your bloodstream and being stored in your tissues, your endometrial tissue, where your future baby is going to grow, your nervous system. So, and some toxins are known as neurotoxins and they're super damaging to our nervous system and the brain and not just yours, but your future babies. It also impacts your immune system. Your immune system is overworked because there are foreign things in your body that aren't supposed to be there. And your poor immune system is just trying to fight it all off. So the number two reason why you should deal with your constipation before getting pregnant is you want to deal with the toxic load and you want to make sure you're detoxifying efficiently and you're getting rid of those toxins so they're not being stored in your tissue and you're not um, you're not, your future baby isn't being exposed to all of these toxins that are being stored in your tissue and potentially causing some irreversible conditions. Reason number three, why you should deal with constipation before getting pregnant is liver function. So when you're this, this ties very closely with reason number two. So your liver is one of the major detox organs. Everything and anything goes through the liver. Your liver filters your blood every single minute, every single second, every single day. It also produces bile, produces cholesterol, which helps with hormone function. It helps to metabolize carbs and protein and much, much more. So during pregnancy, our liver gets tax, taxed. There are a lot of hormones that go through the body during the pregnancy, especially in the first trimester. And one of the signs and symptoms of poor functioning liver is nausea. And guess what happens during the first trimester? You get nauseous. So if your liver is overburdened because of a high toxic load, too much stress, not enough nutrients, whatever it is, and when you get pregnant and you have these a bunch of hormones that are raging through your body, you are much more likely to feel nauseous and to feel sick and maybe to the point where you are not 
even able to eat. And I've seen that happen with many, many women where they were so nauseous, they couldn't actually even eat or could barely eat. And that puts you in a high risk state. So the biggest difference that I find from my first pregnancy to my third pregnancy, so, you know, from my first child to my second child is um, I wasn't half as nauseous or sick when I was with my first pregnancy, I was quite sick. And with my third pregnancy, I was not. And that I truly believe it's because I did a lot of preparation for my third pregnancy. I did a liver cleanse. Um, I did a lot of preparation for my gut and fixed a lot, just optimized the function of my body to prepare me for pregnancy. And as a result, the pregnant, I didn't have as much nausea and I wasn't as sick. My skin was better. Digestion was better. All of that jazz. So I truly believe it's because of optimizing the liver function. And that is why I'm talking to you about this today. The last point that I want to make about liver issues and constipation is that in traditional Chinese medicine, constipation is actually could be due to something called liver chi stagnation. And what that means is that the energy through the liver is stagnated. So from Chinese medicine perspective is if you're constipated, it's likely that your liver is stagnant and therefore overburdened. So that's why we want to make sure that the blood through the liver is moving well, and that's going to help push the, the bowels through and have regular bowel movements. Okay, last but not least, the number four reason you want to deal with your constipation is that you may have pelvic floor tightness. And this can increase your chance of needing medical interventions during the delivery. So it may make the delivery very unpleasant and therefore the recovery also very unpleasant. And again, this is something that happened to me because I had no idea I had a tight pelvic floor until I went into labor, which was obviously way too late to find out. So our pelvic floor needs to be relaxed, but also strong. It only needs to be strong when you contract it versus always being contracted. If your pelvic floor is tight, you may not actually be emptying your bowels all the way, and you actually may not be emptying your bladder all the way, and you may be predisposing yourself to urinary tract infections because you're simply holding tension in your pelvic floor and you're not able to relax and release the bowels or the bladder to its full capacity. This is actually one of the quickest and easiest fixes. You just need to go to a pelvic floor specialist, even if you don't think you have any issues. Because like I said, that was me. I had no idea I had a tight pelvic floor until I went into labor. And it didn't matter how hard I pushed, I could not push my baby out because my pelvic floor would just suck her right back in as soon as I would stop pushing. So I needed a lot of, I needed forceps and my labor was really long. And as a result, my recovery after that first birth was really, really long. So this is something that I wish I would have done before having my firstborn. I um, went to go see a pelvic floor specialist uh, after, but I wish I went to go see it before to prevent and potentially not deal with it. So those are your main four reasons as to why you should look into your constipation before getting pregnant, because it's going to either rule in or rule out some of the more potential 
um, adverse uh, or potential serious issues that can cause your to impact your fertility. And others are just not going to make the experience of pregnancy and uh, labor as pleasant as it should. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, my goal is to educate you and teach you what health looks and feels like. So there are no surprises when you are going through your fertility journey. Okay, so now that you know the four reasons why you should check your constipation or treat your constipation, let's talk about some of the things that you can do. So here are the main three things you should do if you are struggling with constipation. One, you should drink plenty of of water. I need you to drink filtered water and I need you to drink three liters a day. What I would recommend is you also add a pinch of salt to help you absorb the water and add some electrolytes and minerals to that water. Number two is you need to be moving. You need at least 10,000 steps a day, not 5,000, not 7,000, but 10 and sometimes 12. If you have to have, if you want to have regular bowel movements, you need to move regularly to improve blood flow and circulation. And what I recommend is going for frequent short walks versus just one big one. And not to say that one big one isn't enough. Of course, that's better than something is better than nothing. But if you can spread out the walking throughout the day, that's really going to help make sure that your circulation and blood flow is consistent throughout the day. Number three is I need you to eat your fiber. I need you to eat veggies like it's going out of style. Cruciferous veggies like Brussels, broccoli, kale, but also things like sweet potatoes and yams and squashes and really any kind of veggies. I need you to eat lots of seeds like chia seeds, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, sesame seeds, you name it. Of course, fruit goes in there as well, but we don't need to eat as much fruit as we need to eat veggies. I don't typically recommend eating a lot of grains or lentils because I honestly find that most of us have a little bit too much discomfort when we're eating lentils and grains on a regular basis. So bloating and gas and those things are really hard for us to digest. So you can sprinkle it in, but it's not something that I recommend eating daily. And so the last thing that I kind of want to say about eating enough veggies or eating you know, enough fiber is that you want to make sure you're actually eating enough volume of food. Sometimes I have women come to me and say that, yeah, I eat lots of veggies. And then when I get them to track their food, it's embarrassing how little they eat. And honestly, when I say embarrassing, it's they'll eat like one cup of veggie a day. And that's really not enough volume, right? You need to have volume of fiber that's going to push everything through the colon and clean up the gunk in the col- in the colon. So you need to eat at least two and a half cups of green leafy vegetables or cruciferous vegetables a day. And of course, you can add other veggies like cucumbers and par- uh, carrots and celery to that. But if you start eating two and a half cups of green leafy vegetables or cruciferous vegetables a day, you are going to start pooping regularly, I guarantee you. And 
the quick point that I want to make is if you are really struggling with digestion and you have struggled with it for a really long time and your doctor tells you that it's normal because that's just your norm, I want you to remember this. We eat, if you're eating every day, you should be pooping every day. And I know you're eating every day. So if you're eating two or three times a day or four or five times a day, if you're including snacks, then you need to be pooping at least once a day, but most of us two to three times a day. So if we are eating large meals that have a lot of fiber in them, you're going to poop at least a couple of times a day. And the more that you poop, the better providing, obviously it's not diarrhea or loose stools, but actually just well-formed stools is you're getting rid of toxins every single day and you're cleaning out your colon and that is going to do wonders for your health. Okay. So even if it's normal for you, please know that if you're eating every day, you should be pooping every day. Otherwise we need to look deeper. And so that brings me up to the next point. So what if you are drinking plenty of water, you're moving regularly, and you are eating plenty of fiber, and you're still constipated? What should you do? Should you give up? And of course, my answer to that is absolutely not. In fact, if you're doing all of the three things that I just mentioned above, and you're still not pooping regularly, then that is your trigger to get help. That is the exact reason why you should reach out for help because you may need a bigger intervention. You may need to have some herbs to kill bad bacteria. You may need some really strong probiotics to replenish good bacteria if you've had a history of using antibiotics and specially. You might need more intense prebiotics and probiotics to refeed the bacteria and keep it healthy. So if you are doing everything that I listed above, moving, drinking water, and eating plenty of fiber, but your digestion is still not optimal, that is your trigger to get help. That is not your trigger to put your hands up and say, oh, well, that's just me. Okay, so that is the trigger to reach out for help and deal with your constipation. I hope you found this helpful and learned lots about why is digestion and constipation so important to look into before you think about getting pregnant. And also one of the things to look at if you are having troubles getting pregnant, because I can't tell you how many of my fertility patients come to me with pages and pages and pages of tests, but Nobody has ever looked at their stool analysis and nobody has ever looked at the microbiome and the health of their gut. And that's a really big issue because like I said at the beginning, our gut is the epicenter of our health. It is literally where we detoxify. It is where we're going to absorb all of our nutrients and therefore have the nutrients to build the hormones that we need and the neurotransmitters that we need for good mood and uh, good uh, hormonal function and everything else in between. Okay, that's it for me. Thank you again for logging on. Please like, share, uh, and comment if you found this episode helpful, and I'll see you on here next time.